0: Here right now. You're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. Uh, uh. They
1: talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness.
2: Hello everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. With me this week are my good friends. Mr. Sexy Punta Cana, then now forever C. Kane Joe Rottermel. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. I never have been. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I've known you since, what, probably like 1990? Yeah. Maybe earlier than that? I always switch those words, so I don't think you're ready for this Joey. But Yeah, um, <laughs> I like that. I know people would be picking up what I'm putting down. <laughs> I'm here also with Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepaguina. What's up? International YouTube superstar.
0: Coming have you come
2: back. around on that nickname yet or no? I will come back. All right, good. Soon. I'm looking forward to, to the return. Yeah. We may have to start doing vignettes to get people ready for the return. Can we talk after the show about that? Of course we can. <laughs> My guy. <laughs> yeah. And Mr. Wednesday Night Live, the European champion from Bangor, Maine, where I believe 12 or 13 people have listened to the show. Wow. Yeah. It took a solemn impression. Now it's like epidemic. I know. Uh, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. Welcome to the show.
0: I can't follow Joey.
2: Yeah, that's tough to, <laughs> Tough to do. Yes. Um, so, obviously, the biggest news in wrestling this week is the much-rumored WWE and Fox relationship.
0: Well, the SmackDown's official.
2: Yes. Yeah. So, SmackDown going to Fox, my hope was... They'd either buy the whole company from Vince, or they'd buy both shows, and we'd have two two two-hour shows. Well, they bought SmackDown, one billion dollars for five years for a B show in a company where the A show is atrocious.
1: (laughs) I think the idea is to turn this around from a B show, though. Yeah, might be some uh, real competition in that.
2: Well, so I'm curious to get your guys' thoughts, but like I. Andrew Goldstein, who I've mentioned on the show before Former writer for WWE, I think back in 2006 Uh, He's a local guy He tweeted uh, the day the, the deal was announced Weekly WWE programming in prime time On one of the four major networks is beyond massive It means Smackdown promos will run on Fox NFL Sundays It means network level rights fees It means validation for the product in Hollywood circles this is huge. So, like, I get all that. It is big that they're going to be advertised on Fox NFL Sunday, that they're on a broadcast network. Um, but I I hope for their sake Fox was not watching Raw on Monday night because I hope that that is not what they're planning to air on Fox. Uh, I, I think it's... Like, if that's the slop they're going to trot out there every week on SmackDown, like, they might have a great time slot. They might have a great broadcast network. They might have made a ton of money. But no one outside of the same 2.5 million idiots, of which the four of us are included, are going to care about WWE any more than they do right now. So, I don't know. Do you guys, do you guys see them? I actually talked to Laugh about this earlier tonight. Do you see this now making SmackDown the A-show? Do you think this is now their most important show because it's this is their prime time huge broadcast network show? Or do they still say Raw is the most important thing to us?
0: You guys want I don't to know who me? wants to
2: take it first, but... My short answer,
1: chances are, at this rate, I'm not going to be watching it in 2019, <laughs> <laughs> so... They need to fix it now before they start talking about 219 in my book because I can't... After this week, I'm, like, so over it. <laughs> like, I'm still going to watch wrestling. I love wrestling, but WWE, you got to do something because I'm patch levels pissed right now. <laughs> That's pretty high levels.
0: Joey, Joseph
1: I'm... I mean, it's tough to say. My first thought when they announced this is that they're moving the show to possibly Fridays. How am I going to cover? How we cover yeah. covered on this show? <laughs> that too. That was yeah, my. That was my first initial thought. Bypass. How are you
2: going to properly <laughs> well, preview? And am I going to am I going to see SmackDown Friday night? Am I going to see
1: Wrestling Friday night? I mean, re- realistically, I'm usually half in the bag Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> in a real rest-
2: realistic year. On a typical Friday.
1: But I mean, yeah, I think it does put it up up there as far as where they're going to put their focus. I think it kind of almost creates to. Possible shows, what they're going to do with it, I don't know. I mean, they they're not doing a lot with it right now, but it kind of creates
2: that. Yeah, Alo, your thoughts?
0: It's kind of hard to say if they'll shift their focus to Smack to 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 make SmackDown the A show because SmackDown Raw is always going to be known as the flagship show. That's been the longest running show that they that they that they have. So nothing. I don't think emphasis emphasis will be taken away from Raw at all. But Prep said he's patch level pissed at this point and we all talk to we all talk about how stagnant WWE is and they care about only care about dollars and stuff but it really doesn't matter what if they continue to book the shows like this Even, remember this is in October 2019 it's not this year so you want to the main you want you want to know the main reason WWE doesn't have to change you want to know why? well
2: there's a billion reasons yes.
0: why <laughs> 5 years <laughs> 1 billion dollars, 200 million dollars annually. That's why WWE doesn't have to change. And I, post, I I'm I'm really trying to hammer this down. I really I really am. I'm like this is why they don't care about television. Like no matter what even on Sprox on a Friday night, cuz now when SmackDown switched to night Back, I think it was like 05 or 06, SmackDown was still fairly fine. It's in 2010, 2011 when they what they did was 2006, 2010, SmackDown still had, like, superstars. And it was, like, it was, like, a sh- an actual show, and it actually mattered. But I think in 2010 and 2011, Raw was trying to compete with Monday Night Football. So they did what, the Raw, what they did was they brought SmackDown guys on Raw and right. gave guys off on Tuesday. And they, they would have to go to SmackDown, so they called it the Raw Super Show. And that just carried on and never ended. But they don't, like, just because it's on Friday doesn't mean anything. No matter what, even on Friday, it's still going to be the highest rate. It's going to be the highest viewers... On Fox, or out of all the shows throughout the week, so it really doesn't matter.
2: I'd assume a bad week they're gonna get over 2 million viewers still, yeah, on Friday, Friday night. Whatever, whatever yeah, whatever it is. It's, still gonna, it's sure. still
0: gonna get the highest amount of viewers. At any show on Fox, and maybe on cable television, more than Raw for sure, mm-hmm. because so, it's, it's
1: the timing. Network television, right? right? It's not and cable. the two hours will help it there too. I mean, When's the last time they were on network television?
0: They when they uh, were on um, like um, UPN U, or yeah, my, my when UPN switched to CW. No, my, my network TV, then it went, then it became CW, and then I think twenty eleven they went to Sci Fi. But yeah, like no matter what, it's still gonna be a high rated show. So. Whether we like it or not, they're not hurting. They just got a billion dollars and get $200 dollars million, $200 million I mean,
1: annually. It could help the product SmackDown because like you just said briefly, they've skipped networks of uh, SmackDown over the however many years it's been around. They've been on no they've had no home. Yeah. And right now they got a home. Yeah. And a time slot.
0: Yeah, right. it's like, this this is good for WWE, no doubt. But like we said, the more and more they get their hands into these, all these other things and and, and grow revenue. We, Ryan said last week It sacrifices the TV Because the TV doesn't matter They just got a billion dollars out of this And then they have all these other foundations With Make-A-Wish They have the Susan G. Coleman stuff They have all, this, all these other things That make them shy away from their TV show Because all those other things are more priority Because no matter what They can put on, put on a crap show But they're still going to be fine And I've, I've been telling people When that Smackdown article came out I told them this is exactly why the TV's not good because this TV deal shows that they're into so many other things and they only care about money and when and if the, when the money stops that's when they'll actually change. They got a billion dollars for the for the quote unquote B show. That's not even raw. That's three times more than what they've been getting paid for SmackDown now. So it really doesn't matter because all for businesses you can see it, it, they have to keep keep. Bringing in money and profit, and that's bringing in profit for WWE. Well, whether viewership, you like it or not. if
1: viewership dropped, they, it would change things, but it's not gonna. Yes,
0: yeah, well, even if it is, it, they're still getting paid. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. We never we never said they were bad at business, they're yeah. just bad at booking wrestling right
2: now, right? And and writing television, yeah.
0: And television doesn't matter, it, that's the sad part of it. And they're gonna, it's gonna continue to be that way. So, like Ron says, don't buy merch, don't buy tickets. But uh, that. That doesn't hurt I, I was going to say, I don't even know how
2: much that hurts. Yeah, yeah, know, that doesn't man. hurt them that much <laughs>
0: anyway, but at the end of the day, you just stay true to yourself. If you don't like something, and nobody else is doing it, fine, but just stay true to yourself. If you don't want to do it, then don't do. Then don't give them your money.
2: Because that's the other thing that I think people are overlooking. This isn't Major League Baseball or the National Basketball Association or the NFL getting a huge rights fee that has to be split up between 30 or 32 franchises. This nah. it, is one company. That's really, it's still a small company when you look at it, getting a billion dollars over the course of five years. Yeah, this, anybody who is hoping maybe this, these shows will get better, maybe something will turn around. They, like I said, they got a billion dollars to not change anything ever. Yeah. <clears throat> now, it's possible they come out of the gate in October 2019 and say, yo, this is a big opportunity for us. Maybe we got to knock it out of the park. Obviously, I have no idea if Raw is going to stay on USA. I'm assuming USA is going to pay them a ton of money because at this point, USA and Raw are kind of like... Linked. Yeah, they're they're linked together. So I'm, I'm assuming USA does not want to lose it. Um, they're going to get a ton of money from USA too. I just wonder... So my first thought was, did they now say, oh, SmackDown's our priority now because it's on Fox? Or is the brand split over? And they're saying we want to get everybody on both shows, that, and I don't know if that would be good or not. Maybe, maybe that would kind of help. Maybe that would kind of help things because it would make them cut down on the size of the roster because there'd only be so much time to go around. But what are you going
0: to do with the other half? That's that's nah. the problem. Is because back because back when they, when they first kind of mer- had the rosters split in SmackDown Raw, there was still like two distinct rosters. They were like even. They were evenly stacked. But like I said, when they made the Raw Super Show, like see, like people they wouldn't really work Smack. Like the top names they wouldn't have them work both days for the most for the most part. Now, if you went to brand split, it's supposed to be a clutter on Raw, and and, you, and people wrestling fans would keep complaining I'm like, where is this person? Where's this person? Because it's, like, it's like, it's like the whole next man up thing. It's like, okay, she's been this person's been gone for X amount of weeks. What are they, what are they doing on the show? Why why are they not on TV? It's like you can't really win. So. With the, the state of the roster, they have to have both these shows and both these different rosters. But like I said, Friday night, I think it's more <clears> for <throat> us who, who are like complaining about it because it's like we have, we kind of watch this stuff to review it, but if we didn't have to review it, then are like, okay, whatever, so it's on Friday.
1: I'd still be a little upset
2: because I wouldn't be able to watch as much. The, the one thing I will say is at least now, if I don't have an opportunity to watch it, it's an easy DVR opportunity on like Saturday morning. Yeah. You know? Saturday morning we go catch <laughs> yeah. catch up. Yeah, because like the way it is right now, if I have to miss one of these shows, I have to say I miss Raw on Monday. I now have to either watch Raw and SmackDown back to back on Tuesday night which sucks,
0: or I made that mistake. Today.
2: Yeah, or I watch one on Tuesday and then have to watch one before I come in and do the podcast on Wednesday. The the other idea that I have, and I don't know if there's any viability to this, and you guys all can tell me what you think of it. So, obviously, WWE had, there's no off-season. Every TV show, every sport, it's not around the clock all year long. What about if the two shows are not separate? It's just two different shows each week. The same people can be on it. They don't have an off-season, but what if, we, what if they ultimately say, talent works nine months out of the year. They can stagger them certain ways where some people are off the show for three months. I think that helps some people. Like, say, Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> How good would it have been for him some point in the last six years to just be away for three months and then come back r- ready fresh, to do something with a new f- fresh when he comes back? Food. Or, you know, there's a slot open for him when he comes back. Like I said, I don't know if it's viable. I don't know if there's a way to really do it. I don't know how you choose who's on what times, but do you think... I'll start with you, Prep. Do you think that's a viable option for them? No, because they don't know how to...
1: They, they don't plan ahead very
2: well. <laughs> so basically, okay, let's say they did know what they were doing. Would you say this is a good idea because it gives people a chance to get off TV and stay a little more fresh? If they could execute it, do you think it would be good, a good idea? I think the
1: only way they could execute it is if... Alright, they're off TV, but they still work house shows. Like, that's... Because a lot of the talent... I don't know how much they'd want to be off TV because they know how hard it is to get over in that audience. That would be my thing, too. I mean, it's definitely viable, and I, I like throwing this word around because is a nice, mm. nice, fun word. Thing. It <laughs> makes me sound intelligent. Yes, it's viable, but would, would talent would talent really want to take three months off? Would they really want to sit it? Because, again, it is hard to work your way up there. They'd work their whole lives to get there. Would they want to, like, take themselves out? I mean, if you're on a roll, you're in front, you're selling merch, you're in the main picture. Do you want to take three months off? Could you lose that? Would it be easy to jump back into it? From a town standpoint, I don't know if I'd ever want to that, take three months off.
2: So I guess the, the reason for me why that's not a big deal is because it's happening to everybody on the roster. It's not like a, a handful of people are taking the three months off. Everybody's... The way I would look at it is you're already in WWE. <coughs> you're already at the highest level you can get to. You may not be at the highest level within WWE, but it's three months that you maybe have some actual time to live your life for one thing it's probably saving your body to a certain degree and it's keeping people from getting tired of you how many people on the roster are we just tired of or how many people are they throwing out there with nothing no direction and nothing to do and it's like you know what instead of wasting 10 minutes a week on this find something else get this get rid of this person you know, Darren Young, he probably would have rather been off for three months than had that whole make Darren Young great again thing because it kind of killed him. It, people hated him. The crazy thing was he was off before that happened. That was when he got hurt, right? Mm-hmm. He yeah. came back and then had that gimmick. And then my, my other thing is they just made a billion dollars on one show, one half yeah. of their TV. Can they start treating their employees like employees? This is what I wanted to bring up because
1: okay, you see the problem with UFC now. UFC is not public, but when the number came out that they sold the company for four billion dollars, big time players like Conor questioned that. Like, okay, you're selling it for four billion dollars. I'm your biggest star in the last five years, and I'm not getting a cut of that. Like, what's to say that more wrestlers are in? gonna do things like that like and just go their own way look at CM Punk when he left Neville he's holding out Cody Rhodes he's gone and he's doing great you know what's to say more people won't do that I mean I know they're locking down people now to contracts apparently Sasha Banks Mm -hmm. signed a new contract Kevin Owens apparently just signed five years I feel bad for her (laughs) (laughs) hey I can't be that bad that contract probably had a lot of zeros on it yeah but what do you guys think like and then it comes out, like somebody like Ronda Rousey, don't get me wrong, I know she's a huge star, I know she has big-time name value, and she's a big reason why they're getting a right. billion dollars for SmackDown, but she's getting, what, $2 million a year, and then Sasha's making, like, 400000 yes. She's clearly the better worker, you know, and things like that. What's What's to say she doesn't want to just leave, you know? Because she can make that... And then some, going to Japan or
2: something.
0: Yeah, yeah. selling
2: her own merch and
0: yeah, because Cody was on Edge and Christian's talk show. <laughs> so good. By the way, Cody's my new favorite wrestler. I'm sorry. <laughs> that like after that interview, because I, I always you guys know I love Cody, mm-hmm. but even after that I was like wow this this guy's like really a genuine nice guy. Like he had people always try to put always try to like put, kind of put words in his mouth like he when he tries, and they, they kind of say like he poops on WWE, but he really yeah. doesn't. He talks he like
1: doesn't he poops, really talks highly of poop.
0: him. Yeah, mm-hmm. he really talks highly of him. Like he said, even after he won the ROH title, Triple H texted him saying congratulations and stuff. And he talked about that. He's like, when he left, that um, his first show, he went to set up a merch table. they was like, yeah, you just make your own prices, you know?
1: Yeah, <laughs> and he felt uncomfortable doing. Yeah, because right. he did because
0: mm-hmm. uh, um, that You, you, stuff, you, you it, don't yeah. get paid for that access. You don't get paid for it. You're just obligated to do it. So stuff like stuff like that. Talent has to kind of think because I'm not sure how much. How much, independ- how much a independent how much an independent wrestler charges? But $550,000 or whatever it was like it's, it's how she gets the, 4. Well, it's probably more now, but yeah, probably at more. the
1: time it was like four, 400,000, yeah. Yeah,
0: because I know on the, the the report that came out she wasn't listed on one of the ones I saw. I saw Rhino was 1.5, I think. I think Charlotte was 550. I think Nikki Bella made like 450 or 350.
1: Here's the thing though. How many of them are getting money for their merch? They have yeah. to pay for their travel like they that don't get isn't healthcare. That much money. They don't
2: get paid for their travel. To me, that that to me that's reason reason enough to, to boycott that company. I think that's disgusting.
0: And then an- another thing about Cody's, he talked about how they thought he wasn't the guy. Go- he wasn't the guy to to be in the main event and be a prote- potentially world champion. A lot of these guys, they might make this four or five hundred thousand dollars, but like you're just doing. Like, even you're doing, you're not doing anything. Like. The whole CM Punk thing, I took my bag and went home. I was like, are you happy with this? I understand $400,000 sounds amazing, but I can do this at home without working for you guys.
1: Right. Yeah, Punk got a couple million dollars to, you know, he's sitting on his butt right now. He had one fight, he's going to have another one. And honestly, Punk's my boy and all, but I think that's it. Like, after this one, especially if he loses. If it goes anywhere the way it did last time, yeah. Like, there's literally no reason for him to be there. He has... He doesn't need money, he doesn't need anything like he he doesn't even have to do another appearance. do you think that, do good. you think
2: the UFC thing is more of a passion
1: project for him or a vanity project for him? Robin Black was talking about that when I was listening to him on Joe Rogan today and he was saying how like I respect CM Punk because he went in there, he got humiliated and he's coming back because he wants to do it like. And that's what I think. Like, like, dude, if you want to do it, I'll support
0: you. So you think
2: it's more passion than vanity? It's a passion, it's a project. passion project. Exactly, it's passion. Because yeah.
0: he, even in his last fight, he paid homage to the wrestling fans by coming out to cult of Personality. So this is really a passion project for him.
2: That was so great. It was. I, that, I, I was so, like, touched when I heard that. Yeah. I did not think he was going to use that music. I thought he was going to distance himself you a little as feeling? much as possible. I really did. You got a little feeling. You, you in can your go no back no and place. read what I wrote on TJR Wrestling about it. I was very, uh, yeah, I got very emotional about it. The crazy thing is that, like,
1: and fans are like, oh, yeah, that's CM Punk's WWE music. No, it's not. He came out to that music in Ring of Honor. That's mm-hmm. why it was such a big deal when he brought it here. But the thing with CM Punk is, like I said, he doesn't need it. Well, the thing about so, that, it's not anyone's song, it's, it's a licensed song. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, he always says, like, oh, those are my friends. Like, when Triple when A said, who you think got living color? You know, and the, it was a promo, obviously. Right. <laughs> but, no, it's punk. It's not
2: Paul or whatever. For a second, I thought you bought into that as much as you bought into <laughs> Bill Clinton on whatever. <laughs> <that was>. Listen, <laughs> I still think that's Clinton. What was find that? that's Bill what you Clinton you? <laughs> and we'll talk about it.
1: It's like a, an intense game of Where's
2: Waldo, find Bill Clinton. We might send him an email to see if he can come on. Look for the
1: stained um, dress.
2: Yeah, I, I just think at a certain point they love to talk about how they love to, to build WWE as this cutting-edge company that's growing and the business is so different and the industry has changed, but they're still allowing their workers to live the same way they did 25, 30 years ago. I think you should take care of their travel. I think you should take care of their health care. You're clearly making enough money. You clearly love touting how great of a company you are, how about actually being that? How about being a great place to work? I don't know why that can't be the case. Some to the, me, that bothers me more some than of the bigger names, TV. Some of the bigger names do. They have it written in their contract. I just think it should be a guaranteed right of everybody who works there. That At least insurance. Yeah, you get health insurance and we take care of your travel. Like, they can afford it. I think so. I don't know. It, it just really bothers me. And then, this is the other thing there's rumors that it may go to a three-hour SmackDown.
0: I, I think I saw something that debunked that. Yeah, because I, I, because okay, good. Everything I I've heard is two. Yeah, because it, it affects the news, and they're going to keep the news at 10.
2: So I think the three-hour thing was if they decided to be on Fox Sports 1. But, yeah, I do think on Fox. Mm-hmm. The news comes on at 10 o'clock. Local news comes on at 10. Obviously, that's a big ratings thing for them. They're not going to want to give an extra hour of wrestling and preempt the news or push the news back an hour. And then, pay-per-views are now all going to be four hours, allegedly.
0: Yeah, WrestleMania, the big ones are five.
2: That's way too much. I wish somebody could let them know that more is not, more does not equal better. No. Giving me just more of something is not giving me value for my dollar. Making the most of the time you give me is value for my dollar. I'm... And you know what? What what show did we see it at? That re- I guess it was WrestleMania. It really suffered. I think the la- I think backlash suffered from the length too. I think at a certain point, people don't want to sit in those uncomfortable seats anymore. Well, some of these. Uh, it was one of
1: these uh, throwbacks we did too. The WrestleMania one was entirely mm-hmm. too long, and they had matches that didn't even matter. Mixed in there.
2: Yeah. That, what was that? WrestleMania? Six? Six, yeah. Was there
1: was six. like 15 matches or 17 <laughs> matches on that card. Which is what we're looking at right now, at a four-hour pay-per-view.
2: Yeah, obviously this is a great thing for WWE. I, I very much wonder how good of a thing it is for people like us who are dedicated to watching it every week. And who knows? We could be eating our words next year. You know, we could be like, oh, this is great,
1: but... I highly doubt
2: that. And that's one thing I can say for us is we're willing to eat our words, and I think oftentimes we would rather eat our words than be right. Hey, I ate my words with Braun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. It's a big, um,
1: big crap sandwich.
2: Yeah, I think we all ate our words with Elias, too. Oh. I don't think any of us were big. Me and Alo might have been a little higher on I because sa- we saw him have an unbelievable match with Apollo Crews. I had nothing
1: bad to say. I just here. didn't think he had a lot of time to and then he got hurt in NXT. Mm-hmm.
2: Seemed very quick the Jason Jordan thing <laughs> obviously that that ended up going well ah this is great he's coming back next week apparently really yes yep. oh man all right maybe it might boost your spirits yeah I just took one step off the ledge well <laughs> I was
0: I was waiting for him this week but if next week that will work too American Alpha be back to take on uh McIntyre and, Del- and Dolph.
2: Yeah, that was another thing I was wondering. Do you think that's what they're setting
0: up? Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah,
2: they need to because they kind of. I was waiting. For
0: they kind yeah, of ruined that. They kind
2: of ruined that. They
1: should have just did more with them from the get go, and they just split them apart before they didn't. Have yeah, they did thing. nothing
2: with them at all. No.
0: Yeah, and then my thing is, I really like. I still want that thing to happen where like Jordan gets jealous of Angle, like of <laughs> Chad Gable,
2: and he gets jealous of Chad
0: Gable, and turns on. I still want that to happen.
2: I would love that. Um – any other thoughts on this SmackDown thing or any other general topics anybody wants to get into before we get into any weekly show stuff? So I have a discussion.
1: Okay. So everybody knows I'm a Roman Reigns guy. Uh-huh. But... You sure? I am a Roman <laughs> Reigns guy. I am the Roman Reigns guy. Mm-hmm. But... I, had, I was sitting down thinking about something and I wanted to bring it to you guys. So what if... Seth Rollins was always appointed to be the guy. Like what if in our world like we think they're pushing Roman Reigns but Seth Rollins is still the guy
2: that they're thinking? You mean what if it turns out that that's what the case has been all along that they yeah. knew Seth was the top guy? Yeah, cuz I feel like
1: especially lately and it could just be their booking pattern and the way that the direction they're going right now. But if you look back like, Seth is really the guy. He had, As opposed to Roman Reigns.
2: Well, he had a great, obviously not a great run as far as wins and losses, but he had what I consider a pretty successful run as world champion. I yeah. thought he was great on that show. On the mic? Everything he did, I thought. Because he
0: got great. booked like crap. That's right. That's why I said
2: the wins and losses okay. weren't there, but I think the way he performed was incredible. He's I thought in he was rain. great on the mic. I thought his matches were typically always great. I thought he was a lot of fun. He was on the show, you know, beginning, middle, and end, and he, I never got tired of him. And I never felt like, oh, they're they're pushing this guy down my throat because I thought he was fun to watch. And now that they kind of, now that the chains are off a little bit, so to speak, <laughs> I think we're seeing some of that again. Maybe the mic work isn't quite as good as it was back then because it's a lot harder to be a baby face than it is to be a heel, but... Like, you guys have said, X said the same thing. Joey, I'm sure you don't disagree that Seth has been the most entertaining thing on Raw for the last, what, six, eight weeks. And I, it's possible. Like, he was the first one to be the world champion. He was the guy from the Shield day anointed. While everybody was clutching their pearls over Roman Reigns. So good. Seth Rollins was the guy who was the guy first.
0: So So that, that, that thing, that, that segment still gets me because nobody, I did not expect that because he was like the forgotten guy in the shield.
2: Yeah. So do you think that though, that maybe they always saw him as the superior guy? I think so. He was the one
1: that was the champ in the developmental, you know, like both champs, he was the FCW champ and NXT champ, like. I think that he's the guy. He's been the guy all along. Do you think
2: it's possible that Vince, it's Vince who sees Roman as the guy and it's Triple H who sees Seth as the guy? It's extremely possible. I would kind of Maybe,
1: but I would kinda, I'm, I'm bet still on thinking that, you know, Seth is looking pretty good to Vince like Seth looks great. I mean, there's no arguing that. Um, it kind of feels to me like the way the positioning reigns right now is he's getting the corporate like, their are corporates against them, everything like that. It's kind of a possible turn against Seth, where Reigns might eventually turn on Seth. That's the way I kind of feel it's playing out. But who knows? Seth's definitely been the better guy um, all around. And the crowd's behind him, obviously. Something I don't think Reigns will ever get.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to w- to see what Seth does, because I'm patiently awaiting the return of Dean Ambrose, because I think Ambrose is going to turn on him. We finally get an Ambrose heel turn for the first time. So I'm waiting for that. But I think Seth's going to have a very big summer.
1: <laughs> Summer, of Summer, of Seth, yes. Yes. Summer of Seth. Yeah. Summer of Seth. About that, can we make those shirts now?
2: Summer of Seth. Burn it down, Halo. You just did the Seth laugh. Uh huh. Is is Carmella kind of channeling Seth Rollins no. in her promo work because no. her laugh reminds me very much of the way Seth used to laugh really? on the microphone. Yeah.
0: Is it because he laughed? She laughs after each sentence. Yes. Or-
2: it's not as good, right. but it's very much in that style, in that spirit. You weren't feeling it?
0: I like her laugh, but it's not in love with Seth. Because <laughs> Seth, you're just like, oh God, I hate this little weasel.
2: Carmela <laughs> Carmella, severely underrated right now. Everybody
0: hates her, but I love it.
2: So good, I love it. So, this is just gonna be another case where we're all in on something like five or six months before everybody else realizes it's good.
0: Yeah, because even when I posted the clips on. Um... Isn't that everything though?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, generally. Trend centers. I Eddie mean, yeah. was ahead of the curb on Cody. Like they,
0: they, they... Hey, I was ahead of the curb. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, you. Since like 2011.
0: There you go. But, um.
1: You we co- give you credit. Yeah, thank you have you. your Cody mantle at home.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do. Cody doll. <laughs> he does, he does I, have the good one. I do. I, I'm actually gonna get that customed.
1: Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm going to do it. Hear that, you hear that, Cody? He's got a custom yeah Cody at home.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but as the only wrestling podcast, I feel that we should be ahead of the curve on most things.
2: We, and I believe we definitely do live up to that. Um, Getting into the weekly show, mm-hmm. since we're ahead of the curve. Oh,
0: one more thing. Ron, you'll poppers. Mistakenly, I watched the Cromarty show.
2: Oh, <laughs> What did I say I would rather watch? Did I say I would rather watch the Cromarties than Enzo? I don't remember. Yes. That, if that's what it was? Okay. Yeah. I'd rather watch Grizzly Knows Best than Enzo. I, I, did watch, I did watch Grizzly, too. That I was love fun. That, show. that was fun.
0: <laughs> I can't. He is hysterical. I'd rather watch what's, Enzo What's with the turtlenecks? Uh, Where did this
2: come from? He had a, a bevy of turtlenecks. I can't. I just can't handle the
1: accent. <laughs> it's too much
0: for me. Uh,
1: just well, pay attention to Savannah. You'll be all right.
0: I, well, I want to I... Cannot stop laughing when he's on TV. He is hysterical. Me and Angel will be dead watching <laughs> the show. It is so funny. It's hard yeah, not to. I, I just can't. The accent. As soon as I hear it,
2: I'm ready to throw up. Raw. Why you watching the show? Oh, I can't. I can't. I love it. that show. Uh, so raw. I don't have much for raw. Obviously, we had some more Roman Seth gender KO stuff. Rhonda getting rushed to the top of the card. I don't know if everybody feels it's rushed or not, but I feel like I don't know if they think we might as well capitalize on this before everybody hates her, or if this is just a ill-advised rush. Uh, what else Depends happened? Depends how it plays um, out. Oh, the the Lashley sisters. Sweet geez. Uh You guys may remember. I
0: can't. I can't even. <laughs> it's painful. Sammy couldn't even say "best." It's
2: Yeah, you guys may remember me saying I had high hopes for it. Dear Lord, quickly. (laughs) I should not have had high hopes for that. That was one of the three worst segments since we've been doing this podcast.
0: It's between the old day, the Lexus is is your life, life, and and then
2: this is right there with that.
0: But it
1: was close enough to this is your life. It was painful. It it was bad.
2: I think the old day was the
0: worst one. I don't know. That (laughs)
2: Lexus segment was awful. uh, Bobby Lashley did... They did him no favors. This my, actually leads me to our question from Laugh. Well, of the my, week. well my one
0: thing is uh-huh. before, before, before I get the question from Laugh, mm-hmm. who who said this was okay?
1: <laughs> yeah, who who, who, told this hey, who, who, who out thought this was gonna
0: play out? This was cool. This was good. Who
1: thought this was fine? There's a lot it, of, that, a lot of things that could have went wrong there. I,
2: I don't know. I, I don't know <laughs> what I could say. I it was cringeworthy. I've heard it in circles with screenwriters. They say that people call it the cringe test. Basically, when you write dialogue, read it out loud and see if it makes you cringe. Ooh, nobody would say that that way. Um, I don't know how this passed the cringe test for anyone. And I don't. I hope nobody was in the back watching this thinking, "Oh, this is going really well," because it did not. And I'm sure question, there's people back there I thought it was going really well. I hope not. Question from Laugh for tonight, Alo, how did Lashley do this week on the mic? Terrible. (laughs) It was a very specific Aloe. But but but
0: but how how can you do anything good off of this?
2: Uh, You couldn't, but it it was bad.
0: Like I don't know what they have in store. Clearly, he's going to face Sami Zayn, but like, did they need to do
2: this to get us there? (laughs)
1: Exactly. That that that's a completely um, avoidable situation. There, you could definitely. Uh, push this feud forward without playing the sister angle. Like, they really thought this out and put time into it, because the week before, they'd interview him telling him about his sisters. So this was the plan. They planned this. hmm
2: Like I said on the show last week, I have three sisters. It doesn't mean I should be pushed to the top of the card on Monday Night Raw. Why not, though? Although, maybe
1: I should be. Would you be able to put up an interesting storyline with your three sisters?
2: I'm sure.
0: Yeah. Oh, the only redeemable thing. If I, about if this, I got to write
2: it, yeah. <laughs> there was
0: there was one redeemable thing about it was Corey Graves throughout the whole thing. <laughs> like when it came down the ramp, they were like, "Are those those are sisters?" Well, his dad wasn't in the military. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it was it was brutal. Um, I did like the opening segment
1: though. Yeah, speaking of raw, I thought it was good. I mean, Reigns came out. Stephanie kind of dominated them. Um, Anytime you get KO in the mic, it's always fun. Uh, leads into that match, and then you have Seth Rollins join in to kind of save against Jinder Mahal,
2: and then you got Seth at the ring. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, obviously, everybody's going to be happy when you get to see Seth Rollins do what Seth Rollins does. Uh, last thing about Bobby Lashley. I'm sure the majority of people watching are more in my camp of, I don't really care about this guy. And... I kind of can compare it to to Markell Fultz when you are of the Philadelphia 76ers if anyone's not familiar. Number 1 draft pick. He's cringing. When you are scouting someone and drafting someone, you are projecting what they are going to be in the future. And your hope is by the time they play in the NBA, they are better than what they were when you drafted them. Unfortunately, Markel Fultz is now worse than he was when he was drafted. So now he has to overcome he has to overcome just getting back to where he started. I feel like that's what happened to Bobby Lashley. He was at a certain level where probably most people weren't too interested and now they set him back weeks, I'm sure at least. The, the, thing that, the thing about that,
1: Think about that too though. Is, I mean, he was good in TNA. What they did with him was good and then they put him on WWE and it's just give him
2: garbage. No but time that, to develop, that's what nothing. I mean. To do they, no quality stories. They did not. They put him in a position where he's now worse off than the first day he walked back in there.
0: Yeah, because when you come in, you're like on a clean slate, and then he's coming off. Well, he's returning, so he has a body of work before, and he actually as accolades. He was a former U.S. champion. He was a King of the Ring finalist. He was a he was ECW champion. Yeah, and then he he comes back off a of high, basically off of, off of that, and you do this. This is his first day. He does like I don't know what they're gonna. I don't know what kind of big plans they have for him. I don't know if they're going to have him face Brock or be in universal title contention, but this is the first thing you do. And we said two weeks ago, you wait a month and a half to show a promo, and it's about his sisters.
1: Yeah, not even about him. And (laughs) a series Zane's style.
2: Yeah. (laughs) About him and his sisters. And his weird stories. This segment would have been better if it was a segment about Bobby stealing Sammy's hat hat gimmick. (laughs) That would have been a more enjoyable segment than what it ended up being. And then Lashley
1: didn't even do the, didn't even do the best thing he could have did, which was when he picked up the hat, put it
2: on. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. It was brutal. Any highlights anybody has from Raw? Is anybody happy about anything on Raw? So
1: I have two things. I started taking notes and then I quickly stopped. <laughs> but the first thing I noticed. Would you write? This is boring. <laughs> the, no, um, the first thing I noticed is. Kevin Owens is losing way too much, which means something is going on with him. Like something, he's either going to win Money in the Bank, or he's about to be pushed back up the card again. So I'm excited for that. The second thing that I wanted to talk about from Raw was Ember Moon and Jeez. how she is over-delivering on the main roster. So good. She's looking really good, too. She's positioning that Money in Bank. I mean, I would want her to win. How about, that,
0: how about that Sell into the barricade? Woo! She
2: is crushing it. She's a lot of fun to watch. I don't know that there's any... I'm not going to say she's the best quote-unquote worker of the women in the company, but she's definitely unique. There's nobody else like her. She's the best performing right now. Mm-hmm. Tell me a better women's wrestler
1: right now who's actually showing it.
2: Yeah, I can't. I mean, she's great in the ring. She... Has a lot of different offense from anybody else. She's got a different look than anybody else. I I think Very she's, unique. huh? Very unique. Yeah, and I think that's a huge credit to her, and it's a credit to them for finding a way to take advantage of it when they got her there, as opposed to just all right, you're you're here now, go go out and do something. And crowd reaction too is. Which, that, that was always my biggest concern with her, was that she couldn't connect with an audience.
0: Well, my thing was, don't have her cut in promos about the moon or the eclipse or anything supernatural, because that's not her. Even though that's her character, yeah. it's not her.
2: She almost doesn't need promos. I almost would rather her not have promos, yeah. because she's not good at it at all. And again, this goes back to Apollo Crews. Isn't that what these guys are there for, well, see, what these guys and girls are there for, see, the thing with her, is to learn
0: that part of but it? But she was in NXT for she had some time in NXT unlike Apollo Crews so but yeah. and she was actually the women's champion so she could cut promos so like she had that time on the mic actually developed the character it's just the fact that she she seems more suited as herself in NXT even though it wasn't great delivery but like that I don't know if you guys remember that promo that you had after two weeks after main whatever whatever had like that eight women tag or 10 women tag before the greatest rumble and they all said something. And she said something about the moon or yeah, or the shadows. I'm like, that was terrible.
2: Yeah. Well, it's because they have nobody that is writing any good TV, really, for the most part. But, like, she gets, like, huge crowd pops
1: as opposed to somebody that I'm really excited for on the main roster who I think is doing good work with his manager, but the crowd just doesn't care because... The matches he's being booked in.
0: The oh, squash, yeah. match.
1: squash matches right now. That's why. I
2: mean, it's hard to get behind someone who's winning squash matches. So I actually have a different opinion on that. My feeling on that is a lot of people come up from NXT, they assume everyone knows who they are, and they just start putting them out there in matches, and eventually in the first couple weeks they're losing matches and no momentum gets really built up for a lot of the people coming up from NXT. What I like that they're doing with Andrade and Zelina is... Their focus is solely on them as characters. The focus is solely on them. their promo is the main part. Their presentation is the main part. And he comes out and, yeah, maybe he's not having a great match, but he's going out there, you know he's going to win, and he's not losing steam that way. So I, I do understand your point as he's a great wrestler and they're keeping that part of him off TV. But, like, that works for Braun. When they did the brand split, they gave him enhancement matches, he wasn't losing, he was getting to do the the stuff he does, and they over time built it. And I think in six months, eight months, you might be happy that this is the route they went with him because his character is not getting lost. In Bobby Roode, the perfect example, he came up, they just kind of threw him out there, he wins matches, he loses matches, and nobody cares. I think Andrade, they're doing a good job of slowly building him into something. And I think I can't promise it's going to work, but I actually am happy that that's where they're they focused.
1: That was my thought too. Like the whole Braun brought him up and just gave him time to develop, put him out in front of people, then push him.
0: Yeah, I I don't have a problem. I think he'll be fine because he has Alina Vega. Because we always talk about they don't have a book Hispanic talent, but they have Elena Vega, so she can do all the hand all the talking. He'll just and he'll just stand there. And she can handle herself, she, she can handle her own on the mic, too. So I, I don't have any worries about Andrade. It's just what they have him do, because on house shows right now, he's facing Sincar. So, yeah. you know, in house shows, they kind of for your first few, they kind of tra- translate that to TV.
1: I did say, I did call you that. You did call that
0: last week. Now, see. You did. Now, something quick he could do is he could face Jeff Hardy for the U.S. title if, after his first feud. That's just something to kind of like make him relevant. And if, if he does win a title, you can kind of see they'll make a big deal about him. But also back that, with that whole transition to NXT thing, Like, not many people watch NXT as they think. And that's and that I can't say that's a problem. Here's the crazy part. Is they
2: will say, oh, we know that our NXT audience is a niche audience and that's why we booked the show that way. But then... Uh, in the next breath, they're acting like everybody knows who everybody is and what everybody did in NXT. It's like, it's not both things. Yes, not as many people watch NXT. I think they should realize that. I don't know how they can't realize that.
0: Because, like...
2: It's developmental. That's like when, what it's meant to be. Like when Owens, Use it
0: like that. Like when mm-hmm. Owens came out, for example. Everybody knew Kevin Owens was because he, he, was, he, he was the NXT champion, but... He was like a household name as NXT champion. When Andre was champion, he wasn't really like a household name. So there's, there's a little bit there's a little bit of a there's a little bit of a difference. Now, like all the big names that come out from NXT all the time, those guys usually transition well. But even though Andre was NXT champion, it's it's a little bit different cuz he wasn't really really that household name.
2: Yeah, you he know? was when you watched NXT, it felt like he was a star there, but it wasn't beyond that. Yeah. So then, Prep, my other question for you then is, outside of the your concerns with him not getting to have good matches, are you at least happy with how they're presenting him as far as the, the promos and the vignettes leading up to him? Oh, debut? yeah. I love his, like, pre-match promo. Like, they had, like, that old-school,
1: like, with the weird back. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like that. It's very old-school. And then Zelina
2: is fantastic. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And she is. <laughs> 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 A- agreed. Um... Did everybody enjoy Aiden introing Lana? Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he.
1: Oh. They made strides to keep him there. <laughs> I, I hope to God that he doesn't break off of them because that's what they teased when she first came into the picture. Of course, at the expense of the iconics, which still are fantastic. Mm-hmm. I was pissed, like, why the hell is Lana being Billy K. But I told you, they don't need to win a match. Like, <laughs> if they never win a match again, I'm totally fine. As long as they come out and cut that. Yeah, it's gonna be prissy and forty kinda, second promo, kind of yeah. tease everybody. Like did you
0: guys? Did you guys hear the guy scream? I don't understand.
1: And <laughs> <laughs> Jen <laughs> was rolling, man.
0: <when laughs> and then like, Billy was like. And that was so annoying.
1: <laughs> Your like, Billy oh. Kay's on point. I really <laughs> oh thought God, she was so next good. to me for a second. And the Lana Day sign, mm-hmm. so good. And
0: Corey Gray's like, oh my God, this must be like Russia. Like, I guess every seventh, it's like Christmas. Every se- six days a Rusev Day and the seventh is Lana Day.
1: <laughs> oh, but the, uh, her entrance is awful. She needs to go back to being serious, Lana.
0: Yeah, I don't know what that whole dance was.
1: Yeah, it was really bad. Like, not even I could pull that off. I don't think the... (laughs) I don't don't know. I think you could. I'll try that. I I believe in you. I can see you in that. Those tight legs. (laughs) I I believe
2: in you, Prep. Just
1: Um, for you, Joey. Just shant her down.
2: (laughs) Yeah, the Iconics are excellent.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think they need to give up on Lana as a wrestler. Let's go back to the uh, office secretary look. I just want, like, serious Lana again. I didn't, and I hated that she screamed to Machko when she did the faceplant. Yeah. That didn't do it for you? It's too hopeful. No, yeah, making, that was cringy. You're, that making, was your, you're, you're him, making your poop man. face. I
2: forgot that she said that. Yeah, I, I got you back.
0: You're am I, making
1: your poop face right now.
0: Am I the only one that yeah. died at Rusev's tweet they show before the match? Awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this guy is the next world champion. He has to be. He is fantastic.
0: <laughs> She's going to beat that girl, that Australian girl with the weird accent. I was dead.
2: Yeah, it was great. Um, I want to, at the very least, give Nakamura props for initially telling AJ they were going to have a pillow fight at the stipulation. There's a really fine line you tread when you go that way, <laughs> but I thought he was the perfect guy to deliver it, and I thought AJ... Who sometimes, he doesn't always kind of make contact with the ball in his promos. I thought his reaction to it was great. Um, I'm all
1: for the Piro fight. Piro fight. yeah fight.
2: <laughs> and then I thought the, the physicality they had afterwards I thought was good. Like I said, I love that Nakamura went from just a guy who has weird mannerisms and does weird stuff, and now he comes across as... Threatening and intimidating. I and love the entrance music too. I don't care great. what anybody It's growing
1: on me. It. It's starting to grow on me. Originally, it was weird. It kind of, kind of threw me off, but you know, hey.
2: The the only issue I guess I have is how long can they keep giving us AJ Nakamura?
1: Not much longer.
2: No, nah, this has to be the end. The feud
1: me. itself hasn't really done much for me. And really, does Nakamura really have noodle. to
2: win in the end?
1: I feel I he has to. Still say yes. I, yeah. I feel he has I've to. I said now. that at Mania but then they swore at me and it worked for me. it's going a little long now, but it's just because there's so much time in between pay-per-views. But I think he has to win. And I I've been waiting for that payoff match that like again this is AJ and and Nakamura. This should be the match. I'm still waiting for that. So maybe maybe we'll
0: see that with the you Contender.
2: <laughs> yeah, Alo, are you happy with the last man standing match?
0: I'm sorry. I want this to be over so bad. I can't take this anymore. Like we we had fun with Nakamura when he first turned heel and stuff. I did like the pillow fight thing, but WWE mm. they've done their best to ruin this for everybody. Like I like I already told people months ago. This is this is gonna be nothing like New Japan at, the, at Wrestle Kingdom or whatever. But they've ruined this completely. They really have. This like this is probably one of the biggest fails they've had in a long time. It was yeah.
1: funny too watching this segment. Like. Nakamura's counting clearly counting the ten, and they're at the ringside. Like, what is he doing? I already knew right then it's gonna be a last man standing match. I was like, I I know what he's,
2: yeah, I know where he's going with this. Uh, I kind of figured. Where is he going? Why is he counting? The last match ended with the ten count. It kind of to me lends to think that kind of leads you to believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, My last note before we get into listener questions: uh, We had the Daniel Bryan versus Jeff Hardy main event. Can I just say how? Excellent, I thought, Samoa Joe was on commentary. (laughs)
0: Damn it. I didn't watch
2: it. (laughs) He, because there's a level of realism and seriousness that he brings where you almost think it's like, so I always remember UFC used to do this. There was a fight where two guys might be getting a title shot, and they'd have the champion on commentary helping out. I remember they had Sean Shirk on there when BJ Penn fought Joe Stevenson. Uh, I think BJ Penn had a fight back in, like, 05 or 06. They had Jens Pulver as the champion on commentary. Randy Couture will be on commentary a lot. Talk, and basically, they're watching one of the two guys they're going to fight next and analyzing their fight and talking about what would be different in their fight. Samoa Joe brings that to a wrestling match when he's on commentary, where you almost feel like he has a real fight next week with one of these guys. And obviously he ends up now, he has a match with Daniel Bryan. I did see the face-off, and that got me real hype. I am yeah. going to watch next
0: week. I love the part where he, at the Bryan a match, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel.
2: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, he was great on commentary and then on the mic afterwards. He He's awesome. Well, you you skipped over a little bit. I mean, first off, you
1: breezed over the B team on, on Raw, pun intended on that. Mm-hmm. You breezed over that, which... I like the B team. It's kind of fun. But you also missed with this Daniel Bryan and Jeff Hardy. They both cut pretty good promos. Um, I thought they were fun. I thought listening to Jeff Hardy burning our synapses was just <laughs> interesting. To hear him talk in, in, in that yeah. manner it was kind of a throwback. Um, and then the
2: match itself was, was solid. I thought it was a very good match. It was a good SmackDown main event.
0: Did you. Um, what, what do you think about The Miz and New Day?
2: I liked it. Maybe me and Prep talked about this before we started, and for some reason I thought we already talked about it. No. no I liked it. I love the crowd reaction Big E got was very uh, encouraging, I thought. Uh, I love that Paige played a part in it. So good. Um, How was she looking? Good. Very good. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought so. I love that she got involved in it. I love that she sent them back. I love them throwing the pancakes at him. I love that. Shaming he, him. I love
0: Shame. How, I love how Miz looked like he was in trouble yeah. <laughs> to a
2: woman. Yes.
1: I thought that was perfect. I might have to get my wife up page elephant. There was a little outfit. tension there. Yeah. <laughs> like, who was it? Like Bobby Roode Charlotte tension. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah, I I liked it. I thought it was a good segment. I thought there was comedy. I thought there was serious. I thought, and I love the idea because there's rumors that Biggie is going to get a bit of a push. I hope he, he really does. There's a
0: rumor saying he's he's supposed to win.
2: I would love that. Money in that. the bank. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting for that for over two years. Yeah, I think
1: Biggie deserves a push. I don't know if I'd want to see him win this Money in the Bank this year, though. I have some other people I would like to see ahead of him, but I wouldn't be. I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, I think
2: the new day could be fun with the briefcase.
0: Well, I don't think he would split him up after that.
2: See, I I oh, think no, I still see I think could have as one, manager. I think you could have one of them be excelling at singles, and the the other two guys being a tag
1: so team. So everyone pretty much on board saying that Big E is going to be the one in this in this match.
2: I think he's going to be the one of the new day in the Money in the Bank. So I'm saying is that, is that yeah. what we're yeah, saying for sure. I don't know if I'm ready to say I think he's going to win, but I I really think it's time that he gets. To shine a little more because so I'm you guys know I'm a huge Xavier Woods guy. I love that guy. And I think my love for him got in the way of me seeing how good Big E really was. And I remember when he when Big E was hurt for those couple weeks, Alo said on the show, they're not the same without Big E. And I was like, huh, you're kinda right. Like there's something really missing. No pun intended, there's something big missing. <laughs> From them. Maybe an E? Yeah, and I think he is... I think Xavier is great, and he's entertaining, and I think he could do anything, and I think he's under criminally underrated. But I think Big E has... He can be a world champion, I believe. And I would like to see him get the opportunity. Listen, and ever he's since not going to be a boring world champion. He's going to be a fun,
1: entertaining world champion. Ever since that... Like, Uso's promo, when he got real serious, I've wanted it. Like, <laughs> I needed to see him somewhere above where they're at in the card because I think he can really take it and run with it.
2: And doesn't that kind of show you, I've talked about this before, that when you just give people a chance, to just go out there and do stuff, you might suck, you might make mistakes, but in the end, you're going to get better. Big E is better off for all the stuff he's done in the New Day, where now... He has the confidence on the microphone to be silly, to be funny, and to be serious. To be legit. Whereas, I don't know if he had that three or four years ago, before the New Day started. Not that he didn't have the potential to do it, but he didn't get to show it. And now, I don't see a role that you can't put him in. I feel like you can have him be a fan favorite. I think you can have him be an endearing character. I think you could have him be a fan favorite that is a serious character. (laughs) I think he could be an intimidating scary heel if he needed to be. I don't think there's anything that he is incapable of.
0: A woman's um, champion. Okay, he is incapable <laughs> of it. You know
2: what though? Maybe, <laughs> you never know. I would love to see Biggie as the yeah, women's yeah,
0: champion. Yeah, maybe he's one of maybe he's Bobby Lashley's cousin. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm Big here Athena. I'm here for however high they want to push Biggie. I do love Biggie and I think he has earned it and he deserves it and I think those guys as a group have deserved to have one of them kind of ascend beyond the tag team division.
0: Yeah, uh, cuz one I, I want to talk about the Miz for a second. No surprise here. Mm-hmm. But you didn't watch last week's SmackDown, so Correct. but he was on commentary when New Day were facing uh Cesaro. But he Miz was great on commentary. Like putting it over each guy of the New Day, especially Woods. He was saying Woods Woods could be put he was like blow he was like really like into Woods, like Woods his elbow dress, like, oh, my God, that guy's going to be on world shape. Like, he was actually, like, hammering down about the news they like, split up. because yeah. After that rumor coming out a couple weeks ago about how their merch shows are way down and maybe it's time to split them up, they might have run their course.
2: I mean, it's possible. I'm not saying I don't think they're going to split them up. I I kind of think it would be fun to see them as a faction have a – I've been wanting that forever. I wanted them to win the U.S. title. <laughs> Two years
0: ago. That I did too. I, I wanted that too. <laughs> and
1: that kind of played out even more, your your um, segment with Miz this week when he was saying each guy individually. Yeah. I was like, who's mm-hmm. going to be? who?
0: Yeah, so the New Day does split up. Miz played an integral part in that because he's like hammering it down. Like, you guys could be great individuals. You're holding
2: each other back. Yeah. That just lent more credence to me, the idea of them splitting them up. Because the Miz, we said we're trendsetters. I feel like the Miz is typically in the middle of big things that happen. Like... He was in the middle of the Chris Jericho and AJ Styles stuff. And I think both guys, AJ and Jericho, both were much better off when that ended than they were when it started. He was integral um, in making the baby with Maurice. Yes, he played a huge role. In a that. huge role. Uh, Paying
0: sexual tension with Paige.
2: Yeah, he had a huge role in SmackDown or Not SmackDown Talking Live, Smack. but Talking Smack. Get oh, as yeah. much notoriety as it did. And a push. The Intercontinental Championship. He made Dolph Ziggler feel relevant for a couple weeks. I, I think he's had a big hand in a lot of in a lot yeah. of good stuff. Uh, so maybe this is what leads the the new day to going their separate the ways. Is the Miz getting in the middle of it?
0: Did you guys enjoy him trying to start a m- Miz and Misses? Yes, I forgot your there. Yeah, I you guys do it. It was great. Um, One more thing. Mm-hmm. I, speaking of the Miz, I'm gonna transition. Because I have not heard Prep's thoughts on this. So, first of all, Stephanie is no miss. But what do you think about the contract signing? And Ron to be in, in the women's title match.
1: So I watched it. I didn't take much away from it until I got Laugh's text. <laughs> when I got Laugh's text and he refused to give Steph like he was, like crapped on Stephanie. Mm-hmm. I was like, but wait, she was the best part about that segment. <laughs> yep, she yeah, she carried it. Yeah, because I guess they don't trust either one. She to... carried it and kind of drove the wedge that makes the match more interesting. And like for me, that's the only way to kind of book Ronda like short, sweet, and to the point because she can't really talk. Like she was really awkward in the beginning. Yeah, when she's like,
0: "Hey, Steph." Well, I thought she she's more comfortable with Stephanie because she's worked with her, so I thought that was fine. But the rest of it, I was like, "Yeah, okay."
1: It was more not a. It was not the delivery. It was the. The script. Content. Yeah, the content, <laughs> not the delivery. And I understand I it. I, I know the whole Ronda Rousey and the title picture is kind of quick, but I, I kind of like the way they played it out because it wasn't Ronda Rousey calling people out. Nia Jax actually approached her and said, I want to face you. Yeah, and I, I have no show idea I'm a what they're going to do. So I like how they kind of played <laughs> that out. I think it's too early for her to win a title, but I mean, I like what they. I like how they've handled it so far. Like you said, had Stephanie in there kind of pushing the match, kind of pushing the wedge, making making it more tension. So, so far, so good as far as that. I I, I don't like to see Rodney win it, but who knows.
0: I have yeah. an idea of where I think it's going to go, but I'll, you got any thoughts on that?
2: Not, not really. I'm just a little apprehensive of are they doing this too soon? Should they have her work her way up to that? But like I said, it could also be a case of they may know eventually people are going to hate her. Let's try to get this in real quick. More I people thought don't was... Hate her. And before right.
1: you get into your thought, if you want me to go... But it could All be right. what ends up making people hate her. Uh, my thought wasn't just because the way it plays out. It's at Money in the Bank. If someone that who wins the Money in the Bank that night ends up costing Ronda Rousey the title, and then they have climbing uh,
2: out.
0: Possibly. I, had, I thought about something else. Mm-hmm. Since Stephanie can't It's about, what, a month? About, what, three and a half weeks to Money in the Bank. So Stephanie shows back up on TV. So... Since they want to book Stephanie and Stephanie as Vince and Ronda as Stone Cold, well, I think Stephanie found a big boss man. <laughs> so th- this is me being a Hollywood writer, a good one at that. So since Stephanie's come back so early, she instigated this whole situation, and Nia kind of snapped. Like you're
2: saying, Nia is her big boss man. Yes. Can you give me a Nia Jax so kick Ronda Rousey's ass in a sleeve? In a Vince? Yeah, wife? of course. Okay. <laughs>
0: Nia Jax will kick Ronda's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, So, so possibly, I think Ste- since Stephanie instigated the situation, and and yeah. Nia kind of did end up snapping a bit, <laughs> saying, "I, I say I choose t- to make a, to make a to make an example out of you." I think Stephanie may insert herself as the referee, possibly, and end up scoring Ronda out of this. Because think of talking about like you leapfrog everybody else, and that's
1: another good option. That stuff. Yes. That,
0: that, that's just me being a good Hollywood writer. They could just take the easy way out and just let Rhonda win. But yeah. I, but the smart thing, if you put her in, if you put her into this role so early, I think you have to kind of get, kind of have her get screwed.
1: Yeah, she's gonna get screwed. I don't think she wins. Yeah, um, I just think they find a way to have her not lose.
0: Yeah.
2: Which I'm fine with. I, like I said, I'm more just like, is this a good idea or is this a bad idea? I think I'm sitting just right on that fence right now. It's not uncomfortable sit on a fence. It's not. It kind of gets in there. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I kind of I, I kind of think they should just get the loss out of the way. Like, just just let her have an L on her record because nobody wants to be undefeated. This is your baby.
2: I mean, this is your girl. <laughs> you think you just getting the L out? Just get the L out. Just knock it out of the way. Anything else from Raw or SmackDown or should we go to listener questions?
0: We can go right to listen to questions.
2: Alright, what do you got?
0: Those are better than Ron Smack. <laughs> Alright. We have a question from Elite two Collector two Why does Jay hate John Cena so much? Asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Reading
2: too many dirt sheets or too much wrestling social media, I'm really not sure. I, I don't know why what reason there is left to hate him. His hate is unwarranted.
1: It it has no value. It doesn't make any sense to me.
2: Yeah, I love Jay Vargas. But me too. Yeah, I don't know why he hates John Cena. Listen, Jay Vargas, my windows
1: were open in my apartment. Jay Vargas. Drove past, <laughs> took the time to put his window down and yell, Love you, Prep! <laughs> I made it just in time to see him laughing
0: like as he drives past.
2: That's awesome. I love him. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just years of that pent-up thinking he's getting shoved down our throats. He's burying everybody, I think... There's so many people that have just gotten so caught up in that narrative that it's hard to turn around. But the guy's great at what he does. He's he's a great ambassador for the company, and I don't even think there's I don't think even think anything has happened with him in the last two years that warrants him being hated. He hasn't been stealing world titles from people. He hasn't been burying anybody. He's lost more in the last two years than he probably lost in the previous ten. I think he's doing what he's supposed to be doing at this point in his career.
0: Yeah. I just think Jay Vargas doesn't like great wrestlers.
2: <laughs> What's next? Roman Reigns? Yeah, He doesn't <laughs> appreciate greatness. Yes. <laughs> Except for the Matt Madness wrestling. Yes. <laughs> <podcast. laughs>
0: Joseph?
1: Well, I mean, I don't know much about Jay Vargas, so I'm just going to take a shot in the dark. It's body shame.
0: <laughs> he's body shaming Johnson. <laughs> he, look,
1: he looks like John Cena's smelt physique, and he feels kind of inadequate, and he, he's got to project that. Oh, if you only saw J. Var, because he's a felt young, young <laughs>
0: man.
2: But he's no John Cena. So you think he feel he feels like I felt when I stood next to Hugo Knox?
0: Yes. Oh, we also saw John, Johnny Mundo in person.
2: Yeah, whole
1: different species. Yes. <laughs> Someone tell Brian Cage to put a shirt on around me.
0: He's not to do it. All right. A uh, question from Danger Rusty. Okay. <laughs> Would Owen Hart have transitioned well into this era?
2: I think yeah I think obviously I don't put Owen on the same level as I put Jericho but I think Owen was similar in that he could do so many different things he could portray so many different types of characters that I think and he didn't rely on the attitude era stuff quote unquote, to be popular he just was really good and I think he would have fit in well now and I think he's a guy that if you gave him something to go out there and do, he would have made the most of it. He would have gotten the most out of it that he could have. So, yeah, I think Owen would have transitioned well. And I think his in-ring style probably would have, tra- would have been even more relevant in today's WWE than it was back then. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I think he would have thrived in current-day WWE. So,
1: since everybody's probably going to say yes, I'm going to say no. Okay. For me, it's a Hate question it. of... <laughs> Can he follow the script? Is he going to like the way the product is now? And I don't think so. I think he's going to be one of those guys who doesn't want to, you know, like, oh, you're going to hand me a script, he's just going to rip it up <laughs> and then just walk away. like. Uh, so that's for me. And he was great. Like, and he did the Blue Blazer thing, so maybe he would be a guy who would do it, but I just want to believe that he wouldn't. <laughs> In your hard hearts.
0: Owen Hart greater and Bret Hart at every level.
1: <laughs> no debate.
0: No yeah. not I got into I got into None it. for me.
1: Well I, he didn't have the glasses to take off. So, I mean, that, that's, I'll that's give
0: him, but they he had they weren't as cool as Bret's but he did have them for a second. <laughs> I got into a Facebook debate about this but he was talking about oh well I'm picking Bret because he didn't hurt nobody. He was a safer worker. I'm like shut up. <laughs> Don't believe what that miserable man tells you. It's wrestling. Everybody gets hurt somehow, somehow somewhere. But Owen oh, was just I've gone back and watched a lot of his stuff and he was just, so, entertain, so entertaining. I kept talking about the, like, I kept talking about Natty when she was women's champion. A lot of things she say would go under the radar because it's about the delivery. and, yeah. Like, she's real sarcastic. And it, it resembles a lot of what Owen said. So, like, a lot of Owen's stuff is fantastic. And he would transition well to that.
2: That's why you're sitting there with a bad <laughs> leg. That's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. And the,
0: <laughs> and the spit coming yeah. out, out the side of his Always mouth. Always a spit on the yeah. corners of his mouth. Yeah, Ugh. Disgusting.
1: I think he would have transitioned superbly. I mean, when I kind of look back at it, I would kind of compare him to maybe Miz, but with a better in-ring skill set. And, I mean, Miz has good skill set, but not an Owen, Owen Hart level. So I would kind of compare him to, like, a Miz.
2: Yeah, I think he would have been very good. Um, what else we got?
0: Yeah, we got a question from Tyro Miles.
2: The roadblock? Yes, the roadblock.
0: <laughs> there you go. I couldn't remember that. <laughs> If you were to start your own promotion and were able to choose anybody that's active today, who would who would you have has the top face of your company and why? Who would be a top heel? Top face, and, Roman and, Reigns. Wait wait, 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 And you could choose... <laughs>
2: top heel, John Cena.
0: <laughs> and you could choose from anywhere. WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, TNA, wherever.
2: I don't know what any of those other things are. <laughs> <laughs> so, top, top face, Roman Reigns. Top heel, you guys will give me heat for this. But I'm... This is my company. It's being booked the way I want. It's being written the way I want. Broadcast on Fox for a billion dollars. Bray Wyatt as the leader of an actual good Wyatt family that's just terrorizing the entire promotion. That would be my top heel. Who else? So,
1: my top baby face would be Seth Rollins. My top heel... If I'm booking current day wrestling, my top, he- my top heel... Marty Skrull. Whoop, whoop.
0: <laughs> well, I agree with Prep. My face will be Seth Rollins, and my heel will be Cody.
1: <laughs> I was going to say Cody, but the villain character is
2: fantastic. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Even though I don't know what that is, it is very good.
0: Yeah, Cody, Cody, because the whole businessman thing, I'm, I'm better than you, now, in the, um, the family lineage, that goes, apart, that goes a long way with it, too. Yeah.
2: Joseph...
1: Said so probably my top heel will probably be KO right now, and I have to go with Seth. I mean, riding off these guys, but he's
2: doing the best right now. It's hard to he's argue. K- he's kind of carrying it. Yeah, everyone knew I was gonna say. Wrong. My first feud, KO versus Seth. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, do we have anything else? Yes,
0: we have a question from Nose, 59 Okay. Is the bullet club okay? Bullet club is fine. Bullet club's fine. We'll ask flip.
1: Bull Bullet Club, Club is just okay. Bull Club's fine. I'll, okay. I'll go with that as well. And yeah. that match flip with Brandy Rhodes you versus, watch it? versus MJF for the final spot in All In. <laughs> it's like in sometime in June, right? Th- okay. So so excited. <laughs> oh, yeah. MJF, he held out on us this week. He didn't, sh- or last weekend, he didn't show up to House of Hardcore. Mm-hmm. But I still enjoyed myself. Thanks again, Tommy Dreamer for having a show that I can enjoy myself at. Yeah.
2: Uh, anything your phone, else? Your
0: phone bears the evidence. Yes. Yes. all I want to say mm-hmm. one thing. Then they took the, um, so so for this for this match it's MJF and Madison Rain versus Flip Gordon and Brandi Rose. Right. Mm-hmm. So Flip Gordon man, man, this, is, this is the best part of it. Brandi Rose is hurt. She has a broken collar. Yeah. So yuck. The, their, their team name is Team Frenzo.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had to point that out there. But, um, yeah, we got a question from Donovan, the low and Lloyd. no relation. <laughs> who do you think will take the title off of Brock? Braun.
2: I had nothing has moved me off of that yet. Roman Reigns, still. Roman. Who do
1: I think or who do I want? Think. Man, I think it's gonna be a Braun, but I want Samoa
2: Joe. Who do you want? I want Samoa Joe. Obviously, I, I think everybody at this table would love that if that was the case. Yeah.
0: And uh, do you think Neville will be back? And what do you think they'll have him do if he does?
2: That's uh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> he's not coming back.
2: <laughs> I don't. I don't think he's coming back either. I I feel like he has no desire to come back. No. And if he did come back, I don't know that they'd. Care enough about him to do anything of significance with him.
1: I don't think he'll come back. But if he does, it's not going to be on two hundred five live for sure. It's mm-hmm. going to have to be something for maybe the U.S. title. Something, but I don't think he's coming back
2: at all. Yeah, if he does, I don't think they're going to do anything with him.
0: Okay. Now we have a question from my best friend. Okay. Is that Mister Two
2: Fly? Yes. Mm.
0: In recent events, Endo has been cleared on allegations.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: What's your thoughts on his future and chance of him still in the wrestling industry? He's claiming to make a live announcement on social media on Memorial Day. What is the best way this plays out? Who doesn't care in fantasy booking?
2: The best way this plays out is he doesn't get another job in wrestling, and I never have to see him (laughs) or hear from him again. But if he came back to WWE, it'd be the same thing. He'd go out there and talk. He'd be annoying. He'd suck in the ring. And he'd give me something to fast forward every week. I-, I couldn't care less about that guy. Like, good for him that he didn't do it, but it doesn't change the fact that he sucked and he was not worth spending time to watch on TV every week.
1: Yeah, was- stay out of my wrestling <laughs> and please stay out of my mumble rap
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that announcement is going to be about a rap album. I, that's what I think. And if he is in the wrestling industry, I'm sure he'll try to keep his foot in it. But I think he might be the next version of Ryback, Th- thinking he's like more than what he's worth. He de-
2: he's already that. Exactly, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. That. I don't have
1: too many comments other than <laughs> um, it's kind of interesting taking a look at where we're at now with Enzo to where we were when he was still in NXT with Big oh, yeah. cast coming up and everyone was kind of hype on
2: him. Yeah, nobody was a bigger fan than me.
0: Yeah, because I, I, I well. My wrestling hangover is still there a little bit, but it was a three-year anniversary of um, TakeOver Unstoppable, and I watched the whole thing. So good still. Mm -hmm. But Enzo was so over.
2: Yeah. So. He really was. They were very entertaining. Yeah. That was like one of my favorite live wrestling moments was the first time I saw them in person at the Tower Theater in Upper Darby. I was with Eck and Laugh, and. I was at that show. Yeah. (laughs) It was it was awesome. It was great to see they opened the show. They opened the show both nights. But, yeah, sometimes the mighty fall. Yeah, and and now now you're looking at Enzo not in wrestling,
1: dropping rap albums. Cass can't stay healthy and get in trouble for kicking midgets. Is he actually hurt or they is he just he's in trouble?
0: Hurt. I think he's hurt. Hmm. Well, that sucks. Yeah.
2: Well, he um, sucks. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This,
0: this is a fail on him, for him. Oh, we got a question from last week that we didn't get the answer. Okay. I, th- I think it's specifically for me. This comes from my other best friend, my okay. my, my bestie with an I. Okay. Do the ladies really call you Balo? You're damn right.
2: <laughs> I'm glad you got that out of the way. Well, they don't call you Balo. The they mainly moon <laughs> Balo. Oh shoot. <laughs> Any more questions? Or no. Is that it? Okay. So is everybody ready for stump Balo? Yes. All right. Who wrestled Simon Dean? At No Mercy 2005.
0: God, I know this too. Bobby Lashley. Yes.
2: <laughs> For extra credit. Um, can you tell me what happened as a result of this match? It's a big question. There was, I guess, a stipulation on this match.
0: Was it about the Simon Plan or whatever that was? I can't tell you that.
2: So Bobby Lashley. Wait, wait, wait. Okay.
0: It wasn't about the U.S. title, was it? Okay, I'm good.
2: Bobby Lashley won the match in under two minutes after pinning Dean after a Dominator. Lashley forced Dean to eat twenty double cheeseburgers as. Okay. The but excellent job getting Bobby Lashley as quickly as you did. That didn't. T- that was even shorter than the the minute and fifty five second match was. Um, it was. And I guess the he has to eat twenty double cheeseburgers now. Yeah, somebody's gonna have to eat twenty double cheeseburgers. Who asked the question? Though. I don't. laugh to laugh has to eat twenty double
1: cheeseburgers.
2: Now. <laughs> it ain't gonna be past too fit or prep too fit. No, it's not. As much as I would love 20 double cheeseburgers right now. Would you really ask. love 20 double cheeseburgers right now? I mean, I'd love to have some double cheeseburgers. After you get the third one, you're probably over that. I think That's I could one. do four. Uh, anything else anybody has before we close it out? I'm going to miss you guys these next couple weeks. Yeah, we'll miss you too. Um, Hopefully it gets better. <laughs> yeah, I hope so oh, well, too. Not day. betting on yeah. it.
0: One thing about Tickle Run stopple, Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch. still So good. Yeah. Still fantastic.
2: absolutely bench. Mick Foley drove from... What is it, Long Island, all the way down there that day. Really? Yeah. Um, all right, so I guess that's the show. LeBron, I'm pretty sure lost. you lost game yeah, five. Lost. You got to win one in Cleveland, and then you got to go back to Boston and try to be the first team to win a, a playoff game in Boston this postseason. I believe you can do it, but if you don't, or if you lose game six, we will be here on, what is that, game five is going to be Friday? So that game would be Sunday, if you're free on Sunday, which you very well <laughs> may be. There is always a throne waiting for you on the Matt Madness podcast. So you are, as as always, you are invited. Um, check out our throwback and unsanctioned episodes. Subscribe on iTunes, five star ratings and reviews uh, for Mister Sexy then now forever C.K. Kane Joe Rottermill. Loving it <laughs> for Preptigon Junior, Josh Preptiguna. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies do in fact call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron And We will see you next
0: week. Tuning up the band. Y'all don't understand. This is
2: Superman. It's a Slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man. Man, I hate my balls. Shut the Mr. Man. It ain't safe the land. Off the cell. Fans love it. Ain't hard to tell. Talking madness. Awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man. Y'all off the smell.